Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. More into the spiritual man or the spirit man. The spirit man, the spiritual man, you will understand um, as I'm going along that why I'm differentiating the two. So, hmm. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, when the Lord gives you a truth, when there is a truth in the word of God, when the Lord begins to reveal a truth, it's almost like you can end up looking at the whole Bible and it becomes only about that one thing. Amen. So it doesn't matter what it is, but it's like sometimes you get an understanding. It's like a key. And then every verse you read is about that thing. Because the Bible is a whole truth anyway. So it's true that the Bible is about that one thing. But it's not just about that one thing. There will be another thing also that the whole Bible is also about. Because that's truth. And at the end of that is Jesus, who is the truth himself. So at the end of the day, you see the whole Bible is about Jesus Christ. That's why other people go wrong. You know, they say, you know, like if they grasp something about baptism, they say, unless you get baptized, you can't go to heaven. Because they once got a revelation and they looked at the whole Bible and the whole Bible could read in line of the thing that they're talking about. But it doesn't mean that that's the only thing. Yes. Amen. So I'm, so I'm laughing because for me, now new creation, man, now the whole Bible speaks like that. Now every verse that you read speaks to me in terms of new creation, man, from Genesis to Revelation. So I've started reading my Bible, New Testament first, because Old Testament takes me so long, but I will, I will try. But I'm doing New Testament, looking at everything that the Bible says about new creation. I've become so excited to read the whole New Testament and get whatever it is about new creation, man, that it's talking about there. So that's why it's hard for me to kind of know where to start because every verse that I read, to me, I can, I can talk about new creation. <laughs> I can talk about new creation. Amen. Man. Okay, so... You know, there is... There is the mature Christian and there is the carnal Christian. Okay? Now, the carnal Christian is only supposed to be a Christian, not a carnal Christian. So if you read your Bible in the book of Romans chapter 6, verses 15 to 19. Let's read that one scripture. I have to look at my time to see what time I started so that I... (laughs) We are hungry for more, Mama. (laughs) Okay, so let's go to uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 15 to 19. Okay, let's read that scripture together. One, two, three, read. What then shall we sin? 
because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to, to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of, of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servant of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. Hang on. Did you hear that? Okay, let's read it again. That verse. One, two, three. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. Now listen. He's only saying these things. Speaking as, he's, as if he's speaking to mere people because of the infirmity of our flesh. He's not supposed to be answering the question, should we continue to sin so that grace should abound? God forbid. He's addressing these issues and saying, you should make your body a slave to righteousness. He is talking like he's talking to men because of the infirmity of the body. He's not even supposed to be talking like this. He's not supposed to be addressing this issue. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. If you went to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. You need to follow me very closely. Okay, let's read. 1, 2, 3, read. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men. Okay, let's leave it there. There is a lot of stuff we, we lost from Paul teaching us because those people that he was talking to, they, were, they couldn't handle it. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. He's saying that I couldn't speak to you as to mature, but I had to speak to you as babies. There is meat, but I still need to give you milk. So it means when he's writing, that book that he's writing, there, there are things we would have known because he could have taught, but he didn't teach it. He said, we speak wisdom, but to those who are mature who by reason of use have exercised themselves to discern good and evil. So he said that we can speak more, but we can't if people are carnal. Yes. So he expected them to be spiritual. So he expected the carnal ones to only be baby Christians. So when you go to, um, we're not going to go there, but when you go to Hebrews, it talks about um, that because they are carnal, I know. Let's go there so that I don't put words that are not in the Bible. Hebrews chapter 5, uh, 13 to 14. Let me, as I lay my foundation, I should just read. Hebrews 5. Let me not quote the wrong thing that the Lord will be like, hey, which Bible? Which word? Where did I say that? Okay. 5, 13. 
Yes. Maybe from verse 12. Start from verse 12. No, no, no. Start from verse 11. Sorry. Start from verse 11. Verse 11 to verse 14. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 to verse 14. Uh, okay, let's read. One, two, three, read. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Okay, so what is he saying? He's saying he expected them to grow so that he can tell them. Now, I will tell you. In that Hebrews chapter 5, he's talking about Melchizedek. You know Melchizedek, this mysterious man who appears out of nowhere and Abraham comes and gives him a tenth of everything he had. And until today, we have a question, who was Melchizedek? He's called the king of Salem, the king of righteousness. So he started, then he said, I can't tell you more about this man. We would have known about this type of people like Melchizedek. We would have known all that. But then he stopped somewhere and he said... This Melchizedek, I have many things to tell you, but they are hard to tell you because you're still hard of hearing. Because instead of you, for me to be talking to you about these things now, the order of other people like Melchizedek, for in, uh, instead of me being able to explain those, I still have to go back to the milk because you're still babies. Yes. That's what he's talking about. So in other words, he's acknowledging that if somebody is newly born again, they are a babe. That's fine. But after a while, he's not expecting a carnal Christian. He's expecting a baby Christian. But the carnal Christians are those who have refused to grow up. So after so many years, now they are just a carnal Christian. It's not like because they were born again yesterday. So he, it's an anomaly because he can't teach them things that he's supposed to be teaching them. So what I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm submitting to you all is that they shouldn't be anything like carnal Christian. They yes. should be baby Christian, and then they should be growing to maturity Christian. Amen. And then they should be mature Christian. That's all they should be. So because we are talking about new creation realities, okay, we are talking about moving into the maturity so that we can manifest that mature child of God. Because the other one isn't really supposed to exist. <laughs> Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. And so even though I'm saying like that, I'm not trying to teach that we are carnal and let's not be carnal. That's not what I'm trying to do. Hopefully, by the end of everything, I'll be able to separate the spiritual man from the carnal man so that you can know that this is the carnal side of me and I don't want this side. This is the spiritual side of me. I want this side, so yes. I pursue that side. Because Amen. 
according to our theme, it's the rhapsody of new creation realities. Now, the carnal Christian is like a man. Paul said, I'm talking to you like mere men, telling you, make your body a slave to righteousness. It's not how I'm supposed to be talking to you. You're not supposed to be asking me questions like, should I continue singing? Am I wrong to be singing? I've got grace. Can I just sing? You're not supposed to even ask those because you're not supposed to be like that. But because of the infirmity of your body that you are talking like that, I will tell you that, okay, what you do is make your body a slave to righteousness. Yes. Okay? Because I'm talking to mere men. So what I'm trying to say is that a, a carnal Christian will have the same experiences, the same behaviors, the same things as a non-Christian, as a mere man, even though they are born again. But their life on earth and their experiences and things that are happening to them and all those things will be the same. And so they cannot manifest new creation realities. You can't see new creation realities from a carnal Christian. Amen. Because they don't differ to a person in the world. Yes. In their experiences and their behaviors and things that are happening. But the spiritual man is the man who is the one who is manifesting new creation realities. Oh, yes. Even though both of them are new creations. But the one who is manifesting new creation realities is the spiritual Christian, not the carnal Christian. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we are moving to the, we want to lean towards where we are manifesting our spiritual realities. Yes. Who we are really as a Christian. Who we are in Christ. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. You know, people, um, people may uh, look at me and say, oh, that's a woman of God. Okay? Right or wrong, we don't know. But why would you say that? For other people, you know, we've heard her preach. Okay, maybe she's preached powerfully. Okay, maybe, maybe we've seen her pray. Maybe she's prayed powerfully. Okay, maybe we assume she prays a lot or whatever it is. Whatever it is that is in your mind, okay? That makes you say this is a woman of God. However... If you ask somebody who lives with me at my house, for example, uh, my daughter Fatani, you know, Pastor Lele's wife, she was not living here, so she was seeing me from afar, okay? That's a powerful woman of God and so on. But the thing that makes me truly a woman of God or makes me a spiritual Christian is whether I love her or not because she's very close to me. Am I kind to her? Am I patient with her? Do I love her self selflessly? Do I keep any grudge against her? Do I, not that she's done anything wrong, but I'm talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Those are the things when she encounters me, if she can find that, she will say truly this is a woman of God, regardless of even, even if she's seen me preaching or whatever. But if she comes close to me and I'm very, very different from that, then she's confused. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Because it means I'm a carnal Christian. So the manifestation of my life is actually that of a person of the world is the same. That's what it will mean. 
But if she sees the fruit of the Spirit, she's encountering the true born again, the true recreated man in me. That makes her say that's a woman of God. Amen. And she's not confused because what she's seen and what she's experienced is the same thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes. So it is more beneficial and it's only the mature Christian, the spiritual Christian, who is able to live a life that manifests the true new creation realities. The carnal one who is just good as, at speaking in public, like what I'm doing. I may just be a good public speaker. Or I may be good at, I don't know, praying in tongues or whatever it is. I may be good at those things. Does not mean that I'm manifesting new creation realities. If when she encounters me, what I'm giving her is the flesh. Because in the flesh, that's where there is anger. That's where there is jealousies. That's where there is divisions. That's where there is all that stuff. So if that's what she's encountering, it means no matter what you, all of you think, what she thinks is right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, our desire is that all the spiritual blessings that God has given us, including that we are recreated after Christ in our new man, we want to manifest that as well. Oh, yes. That's our 2024 journey. That's new creation realities. So I'm not dwelling on the fact that you may be doing that, you may be kind, you may be I'm just showing the difference of these two things. Okay, so. Thank you, Jesus. So. Us as Christians, let me just start by saying this. Imagine today I went to be with the Lord. I'm not going anytime soon, so just for the records. Hallelujah. I'm here to stay. Amen. <laughs> Until the right time. I don't want to, to choose anyone say, hey, imagine you go to the Lord because some of you will not sleep. Why did mama use me as an example? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use you. I'll use myself. <laughs> okay. So imagine I went right here when I'm preaching to you here. Imagine I went to be with the Lord. I'll tell you what will happen. So I just go down, I just I just fall. Boom. I'm lying down there. But do you know, me hasn't fallen. Me, who is me now? The way I know me, the way I am now. Like if I close my eyes now. I mean, you could tell me that I've fallen there and I don't know it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because I'm still me. Yes. Like now, you could tell me that, mom, you're dead. I'm not going to know it. Because me is still me. Yes. Me is not going to change. I, who I call I, is the true me. Is the spirit me. Yes. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, yes. So what will happen is, you will be seeing my body there. But me, I don't know. I may not know. So I'll just, I'll just discover I'm talking to you. You seem like you're not hearing me. And I don't know why. And all of you are going to that side, and I don't know why. 
Yes, amen. Wow. Are you hearing me? We're following. And then it takes me a while to discover that there's some commotion, but why can't people hear me speaking? Because all of a sudden I'm in a different dimension, but I'm still me. Yes, amen. Wow. Do you hear what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, I'm able to see Jesus and angels. Why? Because I've taken off that thing that was making it so hard for me to see the Lord and to see angels. Oh, yes. I'm in another dimension. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, this who is the true me is always with Jesus and with angels right now, right this very moment. Even though I'm trapped in this body. Yes. This me is recreated after Christ. This true me. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Recreated after Christ. Perfect. Now, if I was feeling any pain and I wasn't telling you, this true me doesn't feel the pain anymore. But if this true me enters back there, the pain straight away. Yes. I can feel the reason that I've died for. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Outside of that, I leave the pain in that body. Amen. I leave all the thoughts that say, I'm not good enough. Today I will fail. Uh, Lord, am I, did I do well? Oh, uh, this one doesn't love me. That one, what? I feel depressed. I feel anxious. All of that is left together with that body. Amen. This one, this one has just joy, peace. Wow. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. All the irritation that I feel because of people around me, like I, I, I you know, and my body is tempted for, to do something wrong and all those things that I, I fight with, I leave them there. Yes, amen. Me is not tempted. Me doesn't have any temptation in my body. Me doesn't have any demeaning thought in me. Me doesn't have any anxious thought in me. Me doesn't have any depressed thought. I don't have any wrong thought patterns that, that say I can never do well. This is my limitation. No, I don't have any limitations of seeing the angels. And I see all of that because I've taken up, because to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. Now, hear me very carefully. That's the real you that you're trying to manifest. Yes, amen. The reason you cannot manifest that person is just because that person is trapped in your body, so it's the way you think. Yes. Are you hearing me, what I'm saying? But once this thing is gone, trust you me, we are without limitation. We are just like Jesus Christ. We are born, if any man be in Christ, that one is a new creature. Oh, yes. The old has gone. The new has come. Now there shall be a day when the old shall truly, truly come. That's the day when you depart this earth or when rapture happens. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. I was teaching this to uh, some of my sons, young sons, teens, because I wanted them to understand that these thought patterns that say to you, 
I am a failure, or I don't know what. These things are things that are in your flesh, not in your spirit. That's recreated yes. after Christ Jesus. Amen. So you can be able to take authority over them to say, that's not me. Me who is created after Christ. If I went to be with the Lord, like I said, the only thought pattern I will have on this side is my recreated mind. Anything that I taught myself from the word of God that was true is what I remain with. The only emotions I remain with is joy and peace. Yes, amen. I don't remain with any other emotion because it belongs in the flesh. Yes. It doesn't belong in the spirit. So it means even though you are depressed, yet your spirit man has joy. Even though you are troubled and fearful, yet your spirit man has peace. Even though you're sick, yet your spirit man has the life of God inside. Oh, yes. Even though you can't see the Lord, yet your spirit man can interact with the Lord every single minute. Even though you can't see angels, yet your spirit man is living in that reality. Oh, yes. As we are talking this very moment. Come on, somebody. Oh, yes. New creation realities is when that man, that spirit man, that has the life of Christ, that's created after God, who the Holy Spirit lives inside of that man, spiritual man. You know, when I depart, I'm not going to leave the Holy Spirit in my flesh with me in my spirit. He will still be talking to me the way that he talks to you today. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are following, Mama. Let me see online on Zoom if people are following what I'm saying. Are you following what I'm saying? You're following? Okay, PNG, are you following what I'm saying? PNG are following? Amen. Powerful. Glory to God. Some more people have arrived since I last said hello to you. So saying hello to everyone who has just arrived in church. You're welcome. <laughs> Amen. Alotau, are you, are you listening to what I'm saying? Alotau? Alotau, are you there? Is it making sense? Whoever at me if it's making sense? Amen. Hallelujah. So, make every effort to live after the spirit man. Yes. Not to live after the flesh. Amen. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but they walk after the spirit. Okay, so. Mm, okay. I think my new ones are here. I don't really know how to draw, so I'm going to do circles. <laughs> okay, so, spirit. So, body, right? Okay, so, let's find out the things that are in the flesh. Or in the body. Because the flesh 
it's not just the body, also your unreprogrammed mind is also there. Your unreprogrammed emotions, they are all there, but we are just going to say body, right? So let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Hopefully. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me. Not hopefully. It will make sense. Galatians chapter 5. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. Galatians chapter 5, read from verse 13. Let's go verse 13, but we'll skip some of the verses, but just get verse 13 to verse 26. We'll not read everything. Go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 to verse 26. Okay, let's read together. One, two, three, read. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Okay, so let me just draw your attention again. This is also a statement that he's not supposed to be saying. But it's because these people, they love living in the flesh. They are loving something about living in the flesh, living in sin. So he's always cautious. He can just say unto us, we are called to liberty. Full stop. He can just say to us, we live in grace, full stop. But he has to put caveats. Don't use that liberty to walk in the flesh. It's because of the infirmity of the flesh. He's not supposed to have all that explanation. Even when he talks about grace, he's not supposed to say, oh, yes, we have grace, but we cannot continue living in sin. He doesn't, he doesn't need to say all that. He should just be able to trust you as a mature Christian to tell you you walk in grace. Yes. Full stop. And he's supposed to trust you as a, pure, as a mature Christian to say you walk in liberty, full stop. He shouldn't have to worry that you will start thinking, then I can sin. Yes, it means I, I can sin and I'll not go to hell. <laughs> he says, how can us who are dead to sin live in there? Yes, amen. Because we're supposed to just, to just know and live in the reality that we are dead in sin. So we cannot live in that sin anymore. Anyway. So that's verse 13. Let's go to verse, um, I want to see the works of the, of the, go to verse 16 first. Verse 16. Verse 16. Yes, one, two, three, read. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay. So this is the, this is the Christian we want, who is walking in the spirit and doesn't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. They that are led by the spirit of God, they are the mature sons of God. So they thought automatically that time when they tell people to be born again, straight away they will just walk after the spirit. Paul didn't anticipate that he will have to tell them that you literally don't have to live after your flesh. Yes. Amen. <laughs> okay, so... Verse, uh, let's, let's look at, the, at, the, at verse 17. Verse 17. Let's read together. One, two, three, read. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Okay. So, we have a battle between the spirit and the flesh. Okay? Kenneth Hagin taught this saying, that spirit is your spirit. This is what I believe, not the Holy Spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit in you fighting against your flesh. 
it's your spirit man fighting against your flesh man. Yes. Because your spirit man is recreated after Christ. Amen. So the struggle is between those two. The Holy Spirit is not in us to fight against our flesh. That was not, it's not even like written. It, it's not written as one of the things of the Holy Spirit that like he's a fighter of our flesh. It's not there. He's our advocate. He's our friend. He's our, so, and yeah, he's our helper and so on. Okay. So, but if we are led by the spirit, that's true. If we are led by the spirit, we are not under the law. Okay. Verse 19, but the works of the flesh. So that's where I want us to go. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh. Amen. I want you to, to I'll, I'll write a few of those works, okay? So tell me what they are. Adultery. Mm-hmm. Fornication. Uncleanness. Okay, there is, um, uh, go to the, the, the Passion Translation. Because they also have things like pornography. And things like that. I'm not going to, um, it's just also so lasts. Not going to go into everything that's there. But if you, if you look at the Passion Translation, it makes much more sense. Okay, so let's read the Passion Translation. One, two, three. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography. Okay, there'll be more, there'll be more stuff, okay? Let's leave it there. So these are the works of the flesh, okay? But I also said the unregenerate mind that is always condemning yourself. Regenerate. Always condemning yourself. Always not good enough. Always anxious. Always fearful. Somebody said to you over and over that you are ugly, so you think you are, you are like that. Never make it. All this is in the flesh. Is in the flesh as well. Okay? So we have that in the mind. We have the lust of the flesh. So how does it work? So that's your body. Your spirit. Let's go to the spirit first. Verse 22. Uh, read for me what's in the spirit. Amen. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, Long-suffering. Okay, etc., etc. okay? It's all in there. Plus, the regenerated mind, that's all living in the spirit. That's, that says, I am loved by God because that's the truth. God is the provider of all my needs. Okay, let me write the opposite of what I had written there. I can do all things, so it doesn't matter if I'm good enough or not. I can do all things through Christ. Christ. 
I have the peace of God inside of me. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ gave me the peace. He said, my peace I leave for you. Not the peace of the world. I leave you some kind of supernatural peace. Okay? What's, what's um, about fearful? We don't have the spirit of fear. So it means that if I am fearful, it's not in my spirit. So this spirit of fear is living outside of me, not inside. It needs to check out. Yes. And so on. Okay? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. All of those are in the mind that has been regenerated by the word of God, created by the word of God, right? And here, you know, any bad thoughts are also in here. So these are just thoughts that just come into your head. These are thoughts coming from a mind that is a mindset, right? Mindset. And then you have all those last. Okay. So how does it work? How do you walk in the flesh versus walking in the spirit? There is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but they walk after the spirit. Okay? Now, walking in the flesh means like this. Here are the lusts of the flesh. It says the works of the flesh. Adultery, what, what. Why does it call them the works of the flesh and then it calls this the fruit of the spirit? I, I was asking the Lord, and this is what came to me. This is as a result of the flesh's own lusts, right? So you have the flesh desiring adultery, uncleanness, pornography. It's the flesh, and it's the flesh carrying it out. So when you see the flesh doing these things, it's doing of its own. Yes, amen. Are you hearing me? But when you see the flesh manifesting these things, love, peace, patience, it's not of its own. It's because it's being dominated by your spirit, man. Amen. So it's the fruit of, the, of your spirit, man, inside of you. Working through your body. Are we hearing each other? Oh, yes. So, this is what happens. A desire for adultery comes because it's already in the flesh. These are desires of the flesh that every person has because they live in the flesh. Okay? Now, if that is accommodated by the mind, which is in the soul of the person, the body will now do it. Yes, amen. Because it was accommodated. Believe you me, there is nothing you can do without your mind telling you to do it first. Amen. Yes? Yep. Can you do anything without your mind telling you to do it? No. You can't. So even if the last happens, the desire comes. Because it's in the flesh. You still have your flesh. You're not dead. So your flesh still has its own cravings. Yes. They can be heightened or they can be lessened depending on how you tame your body. You know, fasting, meditating on the word, all that. Keep your body in check, right? Of those things. If you know I have this particular problem, it troubles me in my body, then you target that by fasting to, to kill that particular thing. Amen. Now, you know, if I go there, then I'll digress too much. So let me not go to there. But let me say that that thing that is a desire in your flesh, you can decide not to walk after it. Yes. By not entertaining it in your mind so that your body actually does it. Amen. Because if you walk in the flesh, it means when your body desires something, your mind, you engage with it, then your body does it. That's walking after the flesh. 
That's walking after the flesh. Oh, yes. So a carnal Christian is the one who walks after the flesh. Because what's the difference between that and a man that, that doesn't know Jesus and just walks in adultery? What's the difference with that? Nobody can tell the life of Christ and not the life of Christ. And these people, because they look the same. Because this one is a carnal Christian who I said is not supposed even to be a Christian like that. Okay? So these desires will be there as long as you are wearing your body. I'm not saying that everybody is having all these desires. Because in the Bible there is more. And what they have said there is not, is not, is not the everything. Everybody will have some kind of weakness in their body because they are living in the body. Even Jesus was tempted because he was in a sinful body. What was that temptation? The, the things that his body was saying, the desires. But he never entertained them in, in his mind to actually do them. So he was never without sin. Yes. He was without sin. He was never with sin. Yes, amen. You understand that? So when you have a bad thought that's coming from anywhere, even from the blue, and you entertain it, and then you actually do the thing, you have sinned. But also when you entertain it to the extent that the Lord said, if you entertain it to a certain extent, you've actually done what, you are, what, what the sin is, then that's how you're walking by the flesh now. Yes. But just having the desire in your body is not a sin. But when your mind engages and eventually does it, or is just waiting for an opportunity to do it, it's already conquered. Yes. According to Jesus, you've already done Amen. the sin. Okay? Now, let's go this side. Now, when you just have a desire to help someone, just have a desire, I just want to do something good for this person. Or you, you come to their home and you see, I think they are missing this thing. I just want to get that thing for them. Or I just want to pray for this person. Or I just want to encourage this person. Give them joy. I feel like they are, not, they are not feeling well. Where are those desires coming from? Your spirit, man, recreated after, after Christ. So when you engage that thought, I'm really going to, to make something special for this person. And you actually go and do it. You are walking after the spirit. Yes, amen. And you are manifesting love, joy, peace, patience. And when you begin to entertain these thoughts here where you say, I'm loved by God. And you begin to talk like that and behave like that. You are walking in the spirit. But here, when you have these thoughts that come from anywhere, sometimes some of you, when you were young, somebody told you constantly. I gave, I gave an, an example to the, to the young people when we were at the youth conference. I said, when I was having my, my last son, when I was expecting my last son, um, Temba, a lot of people said to me about very many negative things at work, because I was working at that time. Because that there is a nuclear family, that's the norm here in Australia. Two children, a mother and a father. Okay? So the moment anybody has a third child or a fourth child, there is a lot of negativity, believe you me. Wow. A lot. So people were always saying, everything is centered around four children. How are you going to afford that third child? 
So I'm not telling you to have more children than two. Whatever the Lord puts on your heart, right? Amen. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, I got so much negativity. But being a, a, a child of God, you know, I didn't care about those things because I was happy. So, you know, I, yes. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm still happy today that that happened. I mean, oh, my God, I'm so happy. But I didn't know that those things affected me because they were said so much. I didn't know that they were entering somewhere. I don't know where they were entering. <laughs> Whenever anybody said something, I was like, I don't care. I don't care. But I don't know. They entered. So what I'm saying to you is that some, some, sometimes it's things that somebody has said to you, maybe when you were young, but repeatedly. They come in here and they make you think a certain way. You need to renew your mind so that you can think like this. Because those, once you engage your mind to it, you begin to live. So you begin to live, maybe be anxious or be fearful or be what? Because the moment Temba was born, trust you me, I began to think, how am I going to take care of him? Not my own thoughts, but those thoughts came from somewhere. And all of a sudden, I'm anxious and fearful. Am I really going to be able to raise this child? Mm. As foolish as it sounds to you, it really happened. And I had to sit down and think, hang on a minute. What kind of thoughts are these? Yes. And where are they coming from? Amen. And then I realized, ah, it's what people have told me for nine months. Almost every single day at work. Those are the things that entered somewhere. Yes. In the subconscious, I don't know where it is, somewhere. So I had to take my scriptures, saying, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. I wrote down whatever it was saying, and I said, this is what I believe in. And I repeated that to myself, and I repeated that to myself. It didn't take two days. That thing was gone. But yeah. before that, it was overwhelming. Yes. This is true. So, what I'm saying is that whatever you just find yourself thinking, which is not in line with the word, there may be legit ways in which it came in. It may be legit. It's not you that you're a sinner, you're bad, you don't believe the word, you don't know God, you're not strong enough. Not any of those things. But it's your job to recreate that. Because if you live in this, you will end up anxious and fearful and those things will actually happen to you and you will really not have enough you will really not have all, because the manifestation of your life is death because the thing is when you walk after the flesh this is the death side you manifest death yes amen. but if you walk after this side you manifest life the life of god the new creation life so you can be a Christian who is always in luck. You don't have anything. You're always fearful. Your things are not working. All that because you just think like this. So now when you come to Papa and say, you know, Papa, I need prayer because I need a breakthrough. Okay. So let's say, for example, you have a situation like me where you think I, I, cannot, I, cannot, I cannot afford my child or not raise my child. My child will suffer and so on. Okay. And I'm really suffering. Like I end, up, I end up not having a job. Because that's what I'm meditating on. So I end up not having a job. I end up things that I'm supposed to be having, they're not coming my way. So I come for prayer. So you know what happens is because that's my thought pattern, the devil will, will come in there now. 
So now demons will really keep my job from me and will keep telling me, yes, we'll keep rehearsing it, fanning the fire. Yes, you're not going to have anything. Yes, yes. So I will come here and I'll get the deliverance. The deliverance gets rid of the demons. But if I don't take care of how I'm thinking, I'll open a door for them to come back again. Amen. Wow, wow, wow. This one, changing this to this, nobody can do it for you. Amen. Nobody. No amount of laying on of hands. No amount of nothing. Because this, that's spiritual maturity. Oh, you're yes. trying to do this. This is what we're trying to do. In 2024, we are trying to change this to this. Oh, yes. Amen. This is spiritual maturity. This is the spiritual man, not the carnal man. We are trying to go this direction. And you can only become a spiritual man yourself. You can only grow from carnal to spiritual yourself. There is nobody who can make you that. Amen. Nobody. Even if you have to struggle to tell yourself, you have to change your mind every time when it comes and tells you you're not good enough, you have to go back to the word, struggle with it. No, the word of God tells me I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Bible tells me I'm a new creature. I'm not the failure who came from my mom and my dad. No, the word of God tells me different. If the, if the word, if, if it tells you you will suffer, you say, no, all things that pertain to life and goodness, they've been given to me. So you search in the word and you say, no, my provision is there. I know my provision is there. If the devil says you can't do it, you're not good enough, you say, that's fine, but I can do it through Christ. He gives me strength. Oh, as yes. long as I have Christ, I can do it. You will need to fight with that thing for as long as it takes until you defeat it. The Bible says our weapon of our, of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God to pull down strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Oh, yes. Nobody can do that for you. Nobody. Yourself. I'll finish by Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 is my last scripture. I want you to see Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Shaya bando ratea talaikia. I receive. She brado scavando. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shaba bando reso tolabakai. Let's read together. One, two, three, read. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the thing that will change you from a carnal Christian. To a spiritual Christian. Amen. So. That's your spirit. We'll leave the, the soul that way. No. Let's, let's give the soul. A blue color. This is where your mind is. This is where all the transformation is happening. 
This is the thing that is making you either to be a carnal or a spiritual Christian. Yes, amen. It's the soul that's standing in between the two. So if you are a spiritual Christian and you begin to regenerate your mind and walk after the spirit and regenerate your mind, what you are doing... is you are bringing the life of God. God is here connected to your spirit with life. There is too much life in your spirit. You are bringing that all the way because you are renewing this. You are changing this one, this one, all the way, all the way. So your mind is spiritual. Your spirit is spiritual. And so these things have no expression in your mind. So it means your body is fully captivated to do what the mind is saying, which is coming from the spirit. So if you regenerate your mind, you are going to manifest what's from the spirit. Amen. And this is what Jesus Christ was like when he was on earth. Because he came with a fallen body, but his mind was completely spiritual. And he was a complete Spirit man. When he died and he rose again, then this became completely spiritual too, his body. So he never now had any temptation, what, 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 what. So all of a sudden at the end, everything was spiritual. So you don't even have to differentiate which one is the soul, which one is the body, which one is the spirit. As far as Jesus is concerned. Yes, amen. Are you hearing me? But we are still here until we check out of this world. When we check out of this world, that becomes spirit. Because remember, we shall wear a spiritual body. This mortality shall be clothed in immortality. A body full of the life of Christ. So everything becomes spiritual. But for now, we fight not to give this one expression. But to give this one expression in that one. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, yes. Who walk not after the flesh, but they walk after the spirit. 2024 is all about that stuff. So by the time we are finishing 2024, we want to manifest our inner man, our spirit man. And we want to have everything that God has blessed us with oh, yes. in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That, my friends, is eternal life. That is walking it. That is the manifestation of the realities of the new creation man. Amen. That is the rhapsody, rhapsody of the new creation man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.